When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Taylor Haas. This is Danny Shiree. Welcome to another episode of Penguins 24-7. We are coming to you from PPG Paints Arena, where the Penguins just got a little redemption uh, in the home-and-home -home series against the Ottawa Senators. Scoreboard behind us, if you can see it, 4-1 Penguins. Uh, two big storylines in this game. They got two huge uh, returns from injury in Tristan Jari and Jeff PG, but Tristan Jari has to be the story in this one just with like, the number of shots. He's great. He didn't look like he missed a beat. Uh, well, unless they change, uh, so they did take a couple of shots away from the Senators, but uh, Jari's coming away with 40-plus saves after missing several weeks. I mean, that that's just super impressive regardless yeah. of, of the time he missed, but especially because he was dealing with some sort of lower body injury that <laughs> you know kind of affects your movement a little bit, your mobility, but Jari was out there. He was aggressive. Yeah. It looked like he was moving around incredibly well, and I, I think Sullivan even mentioned it after the game. It's it's like you know, he sometimes it looks like he's not coming up with these crazy saves just because he's he positioned himself leading up to those shots to to be able to take them in and, and be in a be squared up to those shooters. So it doesn't necessarily look like he's out there robbing guys, but he was just super sound all night. Yeah, I mean one of his his best little stretches. The Penguins had a, a, a kill uh, there in penalty kill, and he he came up big a couple times there. And you like Ajari, you know he plays the puck a lot. He, he was he played the puck a lot tonight. That's part of like when he was being aggressive. He did have a pretty big clear on the penalty kill, but yeah, just uh, great to see from him because K, I mean Casey to Smith, capable backup sometimes, not someone you want to see uh, in, in a starters role. Like the the term Sullivan used to describe him it was maybe a week or two ago was volatile. It doesn't sound too great. I, 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 that is fair, but again, goaltenders in general in the NHL, mm -hmm. their performance is extremely volatile. And then after you get past those, you know, top 30 or so, or really even the top 20 or so goalies around the league, it's it's like this all the time. Yeah. And then uh, the other return, uh, Jeff Petrie, uh, kind of surprising because mo morning skate this morning, he didn't even take line rushes. He was on the power play. I know, you know, he said uh, they're going to wait to see how he responded to that to see, you know, here's a game time decision. Obviously, coming back from that wrist injury, he's been out a couple weeks. Uh, and I mean, his biggest impact is on the power play. Uh, Ty Smith had been quarterbacking the top unit uh, while he was gone wasn't quite the same we, we we talked about it in the last episode of 24-7 but Ty Smith wasn't getting as many shots through to the net as Petrie does um I asked I asked Jake Gensel after the game what kind of impact Petrie has on the top power play this is what he said he's just got a really good shot and, um he's really smart and, and, and he makes a lot of plays out there so um it's kind of similar in, in the sense of like Tanger and the righties and, and they both got good shots and they use them I thought it was interesting that both Jake and Sully compared him to Chris Letang, uh, you know, just in terms of like the minutes he can play, but then also just being able to get shots through to the net. That was, that was evident in this one, I thought. No doubt. And and Sullivan even said it as well. It's like, he, it's just his presence out there. You could, you could feel it the second he was out there on the ice. And, you know, after these past several weeks of, of everybody watching a Dumoulin and Smith pairing trot out, trotted out over the boards, not that they didn't play, you know, pretty well in the overall grand scheme of things. There's just something different about seeing Pete out there and knowing like okay you, 
he's not Latang, but you can still trust him in all those situations. And, and even to your point on the power play, there's there's just something different about Jeff Petrie bearing down through the slot, winding up for a slap shot versus a, a wrister from Ty Smith up at the point. Yeah, not to keep knocking, you know, Ty Smith, but I I don't think we'd see him again, uh, at, at least in, unless injury, another injury necessitates it. So Petrie, you know, they, they had to activate for him from long-term IR. They put Latang on long-term IR, not anything to be worried about because he's already fulfilled the minimum requirements. He can come off any time. But right now, Latang's long-term IR cap relief is the only thing allowing them to keep up Smith, Bruno, O'Connor, Friedman. So whenever Latang does come back, they do have to make some decisions, send guys down. And I mean, like Smith, like you said, he looked all right, uh, especially on the pairing with Dumoulin. It seemed like he was maybe good for Dumoulin, but yeah, I think Smith goes down whenever Latang does come off of IR. Right, it, it's going to be tough for them to keep him up, and you know, I I do maybe think he he would be maybe better served as their number six or number seven guy, but just with the way the salary cap's going to work out, I don't think it's going to be plausible without moving some money out elsewhere. Yeah, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and talk about a couple of forwards and a little fun story for this game. All right, we are back. Uh, the Penguins, a couple of goals from some of their top six forwards in this game. Start off with Jake Gensel, two-goal two night from him. Just, just what do you see from him in, in his line? It, it was a, a bit of an interesting night for the first line because especially about halfway through the game, it was like they haven't, you know, really created a whole lot tonight. It, Sidney Crosby still seems to be in a, in a little bit of a funk. And again, his funk is better than 95% of the league could even hope for their performance to be at. Um, but it definitely seemed like they were struggling a little bit. But on the chances that they did have, Gensel ended up burying two goals on the night. He's up to 20 goals on the season. He's back at a 40-goal pace over a full season. Um, and, and the first goal he scored, especially a nice little snap of the wrist flying down in off the rush. And that's something that we haven't seen a whole lot from him this season versus at least what we've been accustomed to. So it was really nice to see him unleash there and, and get rewarded for the chances that they were able to create tonight. Yeah, sixth time he's at the, the 20 goal mark in his career. Nice little milestone for him. And then, yeah, the second goal, just, uh, you know, him and, him and Crosby off the rush. And initially, I think it looked like, you know, Crosby scored, you know, uh, Gensel, that's what he was going for. He was going to um, set up Crosby for the redirect, but it went off a, a Senator's stick. But yeah, just a strong, strong night from him overall. Uh, and then Jason Zucker, I feel like we talk about Jason Zucker every game. <laughs> He's giving us Deservedly so. He's yeah. giving us a reason to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a goal from him. Uh, he's going to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, aside from all the, the great things that, that Zucker does, whether it's in the defensive zone or, or on the forecheck to allow Ricard Raquel and Evgeny Malkin to kind of flaunt their skill a little bit, the fact that Zucker is, is putting up the points that he has this season and now he's chipped in with 13 goals at this point, it's just absolutely huge. And, and he definitely wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, if, if you've ever seen him react to a goal celebration, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> it looks more deranged with every goal he scores. I feel like every goal he scores he gives something like jiffable, gifable for the internet. But yeah, that's just how much you love scoring. After the game I asked Zucker if there's anybody in the NHL that loves scoring more than here he does and this is what he had to say. Probably. Uh you know it's just fun, you know it, it, Scoring goals is why you play the game, and um, you know winning games, winning cups. I mean that's that's the goal, you know, out here. So for me, you know, I know scoring goals helps win games. That means you're going to hopefully win a cup later on. So for me, it's just been a lot of fun. But I, I got to give credit to Gino and Rax and the rest of my teammates. They're the ones that helped me do this. 
I think that right there just goes <laughs> to show how much he really means to this team and, and how much he cares about winning. And, and obviously he does love scoring it, but like he just wants his team to win, what, whether that means he's got to go out there and block 10 shots or whether he's got to score a couple of goals. Yeah, the, the biggest energy guy on this team, I feel like if you listen to him talk, it might not come off just because he is very low-key, kind of serious when he when he actually talks in interviews. But um when he like just you can hear him like during practices like even when we're here and we're far away from the ice he's he's so loud he's the loudest guy in the locker rooms after they win uh yeah just uh he means a lot to this team fun storyline from this game this was the first time that pio joseph and matthew joseph brothers matthew's the older brother they played against each other at the nhl level they played each other once in the ahl they played each other 11 times in the queue so no strangers to that um should have happened in ottawa matthew is a healthy scratch but uh, yeah, in, in this game, a hilarious moment in, in the third period. They took high sticking minors against each other. Uh, it, it, they, ca they came together. Both of them took a stick to the face. Both of them went to the box. P.O. did admit after the game that he hit himself in the stick with, <laughs> in his face with, with his own stick. So he said Matthew shouldn't have gotten a penalty, but he's like, but it's, it's pretty nice that he did because then it made it a four on four. But, uh, I mean, they showed his parents um, uh, on the broadcast and they're just cracking up in the stands. And then you could see them like talking, like Pio and his brother talking in the penalty box. And I, I asked him after the game, I was like, wait, what was that all about? Like, was he chirping you or that? And Pio was like, no, I was letting him know that I high sicked myself. Um, it, it was super funny to watch too, because you, you saw the both of them over there kind of near near the wall mm -hmm. in, in the corner. And you're like, all right, there's, there's at least a penalty coming here. And then all of a sudden you see both the Joseph brothers like almost parallel with <laughs> each other kind of getting escorted off to the box it, it was just quite the sight to behold yeah i mean uh i i talked to po uh tuesday about you know just like the lead up to, to this how excited he was to be playing his brother and one thing he did say is that you know any, every time they play each other they they take penalties against each other so you knew it was coming um i they they do i feel like the game in wilkesbury they both ended in, up in the box at the same times for for other things and like they're standing up the whole time screaming at each other um it's funny because Pio and Matthew, the, the nicest players like in the league, and but they they're, when they're on the ice together, it's like they're massive rivals and they hate each other. Um, funniest story from their first game against each other in the QMJHL. Pio Pio told so Pio told me that his side of the story first, and he's like, "Yeah, we just got tangled up, um, you know, at, at a whistle." And he's like, "The Matthew got mad and just punched me in the face." <laughs> <laughs> so. I talked to Matthew after the the Senators morning skate, and I was like, "All right, Pia said you you punched him in the face in your first game against each other in the queue," and he's like, "Well, yeah, he was latched onto my leg." <laughs> like, so Pia Pia was holding on to Matthew, and Matthew's like, "I didn't want him to get hurt. I wanted him to get off me, so I just punched him in the face." Um, but yeah, pretty cool. Uh, looking forward to the, more of these matchups uh, in the future between Pio and his brother. Now that Pio has become an NHL regular, because I mean, two two just really fun players. Right. That does it for another edition of Penguins 24-7. The Penguins will practice on Saturday at the Lemieux Complex in Cranberry, and then they're back in game action on Sunday in Newark against the Devils.